Welcome in. We appreciate you listening tonight to the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. As we're fired up, we're talking football. We are in playoff mode for all regions and all classifications in the state of Mississippi. So that's got us fired up tonight. We'll also talk a little bit of baseball with Cody Stogner, the head coach for the Picayune Maroon Tide, and some of the local guys here who signed with community colleges last week. So we'll get his take. But other than that, Jeff, we're camping out heavy on football. Give our listeners at the top of this podcast the list of interviews that we're going to have for them tonight. Yep. Uh, we're gonna, first of all, we're going to have Chance Lovertich, the quarterback for Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Bulldogs, number one in the nation, coming off a big win uh, for the state championship this uh, past weekend. Uh, got a little bit of weight. They played December the 5th for the national championship, and we mentioned some local guys that are going to be uh, on this team, and he mentions them too, that is helping this Bulldog team uh, go for that national championship. Yep, Austin Bolton, a Popperville guy who's dear to our heart, a guy that we were fortunate to be able to cover for his high school career, broke off a big touchdown run late in that ballgame as a 30-plus. Uh, but when you see the highlight tape of Austin, it just embodies what he is, man. A jump cut or two in there, guys hanging off of him, getting loose from tackles. If you had to – capture what Austin Bolton is from a back that 30 plus uh, touchdown run uh, kind of does it and then uh, he's a winner and so it was really cool to see Austin have a nice afternoon over 100 yards rushing that touchdown that I've mentioned Sean Anderson a picking uh, tailback plays a big part on this team as well so two local backs uh, here in Pearl River County having a lot of success and then you, you hear the leadership in this quarterback. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt uh, why he was a winner at Jackson Prep and now he's winning with the Mississippi Gulf Coast Bulldogs. And we had Coach Wright on a few episodes again ago. We've had Austin on several times. And so it's cool to see uh, this program have the kind of success that they're having. Yep, and if you follow Austin Bolton like I do on Twitter, you can see where he posts that him and his team are ring chasing. They got the state championship. They're after the national championship. And speaking of another team, Clay, that's kind of ring chasing, and we're going to talk to Cody Stogner, Picky Maroon Tide offensive coordinator on the offensive side of the coaching staff for that football team, but he also is the head coach of the baseball team. So we get a chance to sit down and talk with him about this uh, undefeated season that they have had winning the district championship and then starting playoffs this coming up week. Yeah, always cool to visit with Cody. We talk football, as you've said there, uh, get into their first-round playoff matchup. And then we talk baseball, four signees off of his club. We're able to kind of break down who that is and where they're going. So that was cool, always good to visit with Cody Stogner. Yep, and the next up on the list is Marcus Bowles. He's the head coach of the Pedal Panthers uh, football program up there. He's no stranger to the Picune folks down here because he was once coach at Wayne County, and we talk about that. Them two teams have had clashes over the years with district games and playoff games together. So it's a nice, it was a nice job to sit down and uh, talk to Coach Bowles about the run that his pet, that he thinks his Pedal Panthers can go on. Yep, going to be uh, pedal t- taking on Biloxi in that first round as Pedal the 1C taking on Biloxi the 4. They'll get the winner of the Iverville-Brandon uh, ball game. On the bottom side of that bracket is Guffport versus George County and then Oak Grove and Ocean Springs is how that's going to lay out. And that's the that's the 
games that you're kind of looking at, will that coast region awesome. jump up and, and compete and, and have any success in that? And it was really cool to be able to visit with Coach Bowles, a, a guy that's won numerous state championships. He knows what playoff football is all about. So cool to be able to visit with him. Yep, and uh, batting uh, cleanup, so to speak, in this uh, interview lineup is a, is a Coast Region team just in the 4A classification, Coach Blake Pinnock. Uh, from past Christian Pirates has his team on a uh, on a roll there. The, we'll talk about you talk about the historic win, winning the first playoff game last week. But to sit down and talk with him as he gets his ball club prepared uh, to face South Pike this week. Yeah, absolutely. Really a cool guy getting a visit with him and uh, win their first playoff game in program history. Uh, Allison, the quarterback, Dusty Allison, and the number that he's been able to put up for that pass Pirates. They certainly have a task in hand this next week, uh, but that program really on the rise, an eight and three year for them. Cool interview. Uh, give it a listen. We appreciate y'all joining us for these interviews. Uh, we got to talk Popperville football before we let you get to those interviews, though. Got a good win against St. Stanislaus a week ago and have to take the show on the road for the second round of the playoffs as we head to Summit, Mississippi, to take on the North Pike Jaguars. Yep, got to see a little different. Uh, defense-wise, a defensive ball club this past week for the Popperville Hornets. Uh, head coach Jay Beach talked about it on the uh, Solus Hospice postgame report that we had from Friday night that uh, he gave the defense over, the course, to de Coach uh, Tim Story, the defense coordinator. Coach Tim Story come in and said, hey, coach, I got a defense. I want to run this. Coach Jay Beach backed out of it, went with the offense, and let Coach Tim Story do it. And you can see that come up big in that ball game. Stanislaus was going to throw it around. They got talent on that field. Uh, Favre at the quarterback, uh, throwing it to – had a, a big wide receiver go out of the ball game early, though. His number one target kind of hurt them in the first half uh, and they just wasn't able to pick it back up for St. Stanislaus. But Popperville defense showed up. And won a big ball game, but like you said, now we got to go to Summit. Uh, we're going to be on the campus of Southwest, uh, you know, Community College to face the uh, to face North Pike. Yep, Dallas Payne, the big wide receiver for St. Stanislaus that uh, sustained an injury. Um, him paired with Negrado, that's a tough combo. Negrado was certainly a guy for St. Stanislaus that's a, a good target for Favre, and so it's good to get that win. The defensive end. Uh, position has been played by Devin Hart the senior well he kind of got into a new role and uh, that Mike linebacker spot and was able to jump a swing pass and get Popperville off to a good start with a pick six so always good uh, to be following Popperville football this time of year they've certainly made uh, deep runs in the month of November the last three years so we look for continued success in that and boy high school football this time of year a lot of fun Jeff there's really not any bad matchups um, when you get into 5a that one versus four will give you uh, maybe some crummy games every now and then but 6a jumps into pretty good matchups most of the time 4a 3a and one two and 1a all into their good matchups when you get in to round two so this is a lot of fun for us to be able to talk uh, football to be able to follow it each and every week and we certainly hope that you enjoy the interviews tonight, and we appreciate your continued support of the podcast. Are you looking for a place for your whole family to belong? Come and join us at Goodyear Baptist Church. 
We're located at 2710 Highway 43 South, just past Memorial Gardens. We have great ministries for all ages. If you're looking for something refreshing in life, if you're looking for a hope that lasts forever, if you want to experience the love of Christ, come check out GBC. Sunday morning growth group at 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11. Find us online at GoodyearBaptistChurch.com. Come as you are. There's a place for you. Come grow with us. We're excited to be joined now by Chance Lovertich, the quarterback for Mississippi Gulf Coast Bulldogs, the number one ranked community college team in the land. And Chance, thanks for taking time for the podcast, bud. Yes, sir. No, thanks for having me. Chance, a, a fun Saturday, and y'all cap it with a win and now a chance to go play for a national championship. Before we get into the national championship, kind of tell us about that ball game and a, a big win late in that one. Yes, sir. We knew it was going to be a tough game going in. Coach was telling us all week that it was going to be a, a championship environment kind of game, and it was going to it was going to take a couple big plays out of a couple big-time playmakers to win that game, and that's kind of exactly what we did when we needed to make some plays on offense. We made some plays, and our defense held up when they needed to. That defense, talk about the way that they've played uh, all year. I see them. I don't know who deemed them this, the regulators, but I see uh, that they've been called that and uh, the way that they've stood up and played all season long. Yeah, those dudes, I mean, those dudes work so hard in practice, and I'll tell them every day that that's what makes me better is going up against the best every single day in practice. And when you have that, you're going to have a successful team when you have both, both sides, you know, that, that talented. Chance, when you look at your chance there to, to do what you've done, but then also your prep career, I've seen it thrown around. I, I didn't, weren't able to do the full research, but maybe you can give me this number. Your record as a starter? I'm, I think it's 58 and 1. That's the last time I thought about it. Mercy, brother. So you just don't like to lose many football games, huh? No, sir. No, sir. Not at all. So. Uh, State championships at Jackson Prep, you led them to three or four straight? With three. Three straight. My sophomore year, so I was only there three years. And now uh, put one on the board as a community college quarterback as well. Impressive stuff. Tell us about um, – we're going to get to your numbers in a minute, but I want to hear about uh, the guys that line up in the backfield with you. Tell us about your tailbacks in this running game that you all have there for Mississippi Gulf Coast. Yeah, I mean, those dudes are beasts. I mean, they, they can do anything you want them to do, whether you want them to run between the tackles or outside the tackles. You can throw it to them. I mean, that, you can really do anything with them. And, then, and you can't forget about the dudes blocking up front for them. I mean, those dudes are the best linemen in the country. So when you got that mix, you're going to have a successful team. Chance, when you look at the award that you – actually, I, I believe they announced this this afternoon, for, first-team quarterback – and offensive MVP, the numbers on the year, over 225 completions, over 2,600 yards, 24 touchdowns against just seven INTs. Such an impressive year. Um, I know you want to give a lot of credit to the team, but you've put in some hard work. How fun has it been to put up those type numbers in this offense? I mean, it was extremely fun, and, I mean, I couldn't – I couldn't take all the credit at all because, I mean, we've been working since we played that game last year. We knew how good we could be this upcoming season. We we really went out through the spring just really with only one goal in mind, and that was to win national championship. And we put in the work on both sides of the ball, and it's really showing off now. 
Once again, we're joined by Chance Lovertich, the quarterback at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, the number one ranked team in the nation for junior college, uh, coming off of a state championship win this past Saturday. And Chance, there is no bye week in JUCO. You play, you know, nine straight weeks, and then you play the, you know, playoffs, and then you go to the state championship. You win that. What is it like to now have to wait to December the 5th to play for that national championship? I mean, I know y'all are probably chomping at the bit and wishing it was next Saturday, but with no bye weeks and you're always practicing getting ready for the next week, now you've got about a month layoff before the 5th. What does that feel like to have that time to maybe get more prepared or you think it's going to maybe cause a hiccup, which, you know, coming in as the number one ranked team? No, I think this will only help us more, honestly. I mean, we'll get a couple guys that are – maybe a little banged up, peeled up, and then we'll just, you know, have that much more time to game plan for our opponent. We only feel like that's a, a huge advantage towards us because we're big on game planning on teams and, you know, picking their weaknesses and attacking them there. But we have that much time, more time, you know, to pick them apart. I mean, we think that's going to be a good combination. Chance, we've described uh, – we followed Pearl River Community College in the past as a radio crew. Currently, uh, we follow Popperville football. We know what you have there in Austin Bolton as a winner. We got a firsthand view of Sean Anderson a few times through uh, the years as we're based here out of Picayune. I I say all that to say we're familiar, very familiar with community college football and that it's a two-year deal, sometimes a one-year deal. But I thought a quote you had post-game was just nailed it. Somehow Coach Wright and yourself and the leaders on that team got got a buy-in for just that team. It was like if people weren't uh, fighting for the scholarship or to get out of there as quick as they could – what went into to everybody buying in and uh, not just about yourself, but that, that real team atmosphere that y'all have had to build there? I think, I mean, you said it You said it best. I mean, it's just a, the coaches we have and the leaders on this team. I mean, we, like I said, when the season ended last year, I mean, the, we knew the people that were coming back and we knew we had a job to do and we had a team to take over in the spring and that's kind of what we, how we attacked the spring and how we attacked the summer coming in and, I think it's just really showing off now. Even the freshmen coming in, that shows how good they are. They just came in and bought in with the system, and they just we really just haven't looked back. Chance, I'll give you a, a opportunity here, kind of a commercial for um, not only Mississippi Gulf Coast, but this league. Uh, the quality of football and the way that it's going to prepare you potentially for some different offers that you may not have had coming out of high school. Has it been a good decision uh, for you to go this route? Yes, I mean, it's been the best decision of my life. I mean, I've met some of the best friends I could ever meet in my life, and then, I mean, I'm getting more offers than I had, you know, coming out of high school. I didn't have many, you know, at all coming out of high school. When I have a couple couple opportunities I'm going to have graduating in December, and I'm just going to see my options. But right now I'm just thinking about that national championship and winning that with my team. Chance, man, we appreciate you taking time for the podcast. Go uh, out there and bring a state championship back to the state of Mississippi. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we're adding new services and personnel every day. Please welcome Kimberly Carver, FNPC, to the Highland Pediatric and Primary Care Rural Health Clinic. She's another addition to our expanding family of service providers. Please call 601-358-9765 to schedule an appointment. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family.
Whether you're hungry for seafood, po'boys, or salads, go see Kelly's Po'boys located in Picayune and proudly serving Pearl River County for nearly 20 years. It's a little bit of New Orleans right here in Picayune. Always good to visit with our friend Cody Stogner. And uh, Cody, we always get two for one with you, man, and we'll try that again tonight. We'll talk football first and then get into baseball. But first of all, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Cody, let's look at uh, Picayune Maroon Tide football, man. 11-0 and on the year, win a district title, and that wins you a one seed in the playoffs. But then you don't get a lot of time to celebrate it in the way this high school system set up. You turn around and play Brookhaven this Friday night. Congrats on an awesome regular season, Cody. Well, thank you. You know, and just, you know, we, we talked about in our meeting yesterday, uh, especially with the offense, uh, you know, we've we accomplished something that, you know, a lot of teams wish they could on the perfect regular season, but that season's over with now. You know, everybody's 0-0. It's a whole new season, and uh, nobody cares what we've done in the past. And so we've got to, you know, put our boots on and go to work and and uh, get ready for Brookhaven on Friday. Cody, you mentioned uh, the offensive side of the ball. Of course, you're heavily involved there, but um, – I know you as a blue-collar and a trenches guy. I mean, that's what that's where you played in your high school and, and community college and college uh, career there. And so is there a funner team for you to kind of follow and watch than the style of play that y'all play and the way that y'all been able to move folks both offensively and defensively this year? I mean, if you, you know, a lot of, you know, the way football has become over the last 10 years with the spread offense, Stuff. You know, it's pretty. Uh, a lot of people like seeing the ball put in the air. You, you know, they say you put up a lot of points. Well, you can put up points by running the ball on the ground as well. Uh, Y'all seen it, you know, with Popperville and and uh, and us as well this year. And, you know, being an offensive lineman, uh, there's nothing better than just getting up there, putting your hand in the ground, and and firing off the football and trying to hit the ground on the side of you as hard as you can, and and uh, and winning that individual battle. But uh, you know, it's down in the trenches, like you said, I mean, football games are won on the offense and defense front with those big guys up front. Uh, no matter what level you're on, you know, that's you need you need those guys. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's what your teams are built off of. Cody, when you look at the lines in the past for Picune, certainly that mentality, I, I, I think, has been there. Uh, but the size and then the talent to go along with it. This group, and I hate to say different because there's been so many good groups come through there, but I don't know that I've seen one with this kind of size and talent to pair with it with that mentality. Yeah, and, and it goes along with having a lot of experience up there. You know, we have two tackles, uh, Jay Nickel and Deontay Reed. Uh, you know, they're pretty well known throughout the state now. And uh, I've said it before, I think they're the two best tackle duos in the state. And, you know, their leadership that they bring from having all the game experience that they have uh, goes a long ways with, you know, with the other guys on the offensive line. We also have Blake Mitchell, who started every game for us last year. Guard, he's been playing a lot of tight end for us. He's also moving in a guard. But, you know, like you said, over the last, you know, it could even go back to, to forever. You know, Pickens has been known for having a hard-nosed, uh, tough offensive line. And, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of it and uh, continue in that tradition. Cody, we've had, I believe, Cade was first. We had Cade on a couple weeks ago, had Cam on uh, last week. And the neat part is it's not lost on any of the guys that are really benefiting from that hard work 
uh, from the group. I, I rarely see a quote from Cam uh, that doesn't mention his O-line, and, and Cade certainly did a good job of crediting those guys. How cool is it to see, you know, the guys that are really putting up the yardage and, and getting the glory from that always go back and uh, tip their cap to that O-line? I mean, you know, it's the offensive line never gets really any credit, uh, you know, in, in the media and stuff like that. But, that, you know, we're the type of people where we don't need the credit. But every yard that uh, that Cam gets and Kate gets and Duke gets and, you know, it's it's, it's all the, those front five up front. But there's their yards too, you know. If Cam happens to uh, break a record this year, he's got 32 touchdowns. That is the offensive line's touchdowns as well. Uh you know, we're real, real close this year. This group we have, uh, very unselfish. Uh, you know, I think they've all kind of brought into the fact of being unselfish that it's a team game because, you know, if you happen to be fortunate enough to win it all, everybody gets the same ring. There's nobody, nobody gets something different. So, uh, you know, it's just a total. It takes a complete package. It takes a complete unit working together. And you know, with the, with the offensive line we have, having those guys in the backfield, they're pretty special, and it's fun to watch them work. You said work, Cody. When we had Cade on, I was almost questioning how smart he is. I know the young man's intelligent, but he's picked uh, catcher on the baseball field and then uh, fullback in this offense. He uh, obviously loves punishment. But I'm going to get into I know you're a relationship guy, and I know you coach that way. How cool is it? Jeff actually asked Cade this question the opposite way of I'm going to ask it. But how cool is it to have some of these built-in relationships from baseball to slide over to football and to really, really get to know these kids when you're coaching them two sports? I mean, it's, you know, I've always been a part of sports my whole life and just being around all these guys and, and trying to see and help them and see them get better. Uh, just being with them, you know, year-round is, you know, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I don't think I'm around them more than I am my kids most of the time and, but, uh, you know, it's the life I chose and, and this, this job for the path I wanted to go through. But, you know, people like Kay Turner, you know, he makes it all worth it. You know, just the, the amount of work ethic he puts in and uh, just the type of person he is. You know, you got to give credit to his, his mm. parents for that because he's such a great kid, man. And, you know, the, the, the work ethic is, is from him. You know, he's just buying into what we're trying to do. And uh, I love those guys to death. I, I, I tell them all the time, I, I love them like their own, own kids. And just, we, you know, we, we become family. And uh, eventually one day we'll become friends, you know, when they, when they graduate and move on. Uh, and that's the best part about coaching to me is going back and just seeing all these guys graduate, move on, become successful in their careers, have family. You know, that's what, that's what makes everything worth it. <clears throat> Once again, we're joined by Cody Stogner. Uh, head baseball coach at the Picayune Maroon Tide, and then uh, on the offensive side, uh, assistant coach for the uh, Maroon Tide football team here on the Heron Ford Hotline. And Cody, you just Clay mentioned the the the, the crossover between baseball and football, and you were talking about uh, becoming friends with the guys when they eventually graduate. Had some cool things happen uh, this past week with the with the baseball signees. Talk a little bit about some of these kids that we just mentioned, and some of the ones that maybe we didn't mention that are going on to maybe further their career in the baseball field? Well, I mean, trying to date back to one as far as I can remember, I think this is the biggest early, early signing class we've ever had at 50 mm-hmm. that I can remember. Uh, you know, Kate Turnage to sign a baseball scholarship with uh, East Central Community College. 
Uh, he's going to do great things there. Uh, he's a four-year starter in baseball, three-year starter in football. I mean, just like you said, y'all, y'all talk to him, he's tough and hard-nosed as they come. And Logan Ledette is going to uh, – he's going to Pearl River Community College. Uh, and then we also have Luke Smith and Chad Stockwell signed with Mississippi Delta Community College. I want to make sure I get that right. But, you know, those four guys have been – got like what we call dudes. They've been mm-hmm. dudes for us for the last three years. So we're counting this year, you know, we're expecting big things from them and, and uh, have high expectations. But man, it's it's just it's it's a testament to the work that they put in to get to the point to earn an individual goal which they set for themselves. I mean ultimately our, our main goal is to to, to hoist up that gold glove in here in uh, Jackson. But uh what they've done to earn themselves a scholarship, you know, that's that's on them. You know, I tell them all the time, your performance is gonna get you to the next level. You know, we'll do all we can to help you get there, but what you do What's how you what the work you put in and the uh, the performance you put out day in and day out is going to ultimately get you where you want to go. And you know, if I've been preaching it for really for the last three years to them too, you know, the more you win, the more people will come to see you play because obviously people on the next level want to take people from winning programs, and these guys have bought into that and it's, and it's, uh, really taking this program to the next level. And you know, I'm so appreciative of, of them, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do in the future. But for right now, I'm waiting to see what they can do in the spring. Yeah, and you bring up the spring, Cody. The way that they've got uh, baseball, and I guess it's for all sports. For some reason, it just it jumps out at at me how restricted uh, y'all are to really uh, getting in work before the first ball game. How important is leadership and to be able to know? Look, my juniors and seniors are are out there working and doing uh, what they need to do to be. Uh, prepare because y'all don't get a whole lot of time practice wise before y'all get started. Am I right on that? No, that's right. We really don't get to practice. Well, I think this year's now starting the last week of January, but you technically get two full weeks of practice after school uh, until your first game. I mean, we can practice during our class period, but once that class period is over, we have to go home. But the leadership that goes a long way. These guys have all been through the senior high program. I have to give credit to all the coaches who help with junior high because they've gotten these guys prepared for when they come, you know, into high school. It's like when we start on January 1st, even though we're not going to school, the ball's rolling. We're, 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 we're utilizing all of our 90 minutes that we can. And uh, there's not a, you know, not a rep wasted, not, you know, nobody's a step behind. You know, these young guys lean on these older guys to put them in the right direction. We lean on these on the older guys to uh, help get these young guys in the right spots and, and no, it's great that they, you know, they, they, they're, they're part of it, and they, they've been through it for most of them five, six years now. Going back to seventh grade, you know, it means a lot. You, know, you can't never take away senior leadership. You never, that's something that, you know, can't be bought. It's something that, you know, a lot of teams wish they had, and we're fortunate enough to have it. Yeah, I thought it was neat. I guess it was a quote you had in the item not long ago, uh, talking about Trey Wells and the. The work that he's put in as well, and so some guys to look forward. and And you talk about the junior high program. How neat is it for those seventh and eighth graders to really have an example to look to and say, "Okay, these guys put out, and now it's led to a potential uh, to play, get some free education out of the deal, and to win." And so that's that's just the sign of a program uh, getting to where it needs to be. And so, uh, tip our cap to you, Cody. We know that you have to be working hard, man, pulling uh, double duty there and always uh, keeping us informed. We appreciate you, Cody. 
Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Code. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. Whether you've hit a home run or a foul ball, for all your real estate law and closing needs, call Cruise Law at 1-769-242-2500. That number again is 1-769-242-2500. Call Bill Cruz at Cruise Law. We're honored tonight to be joined by a legendary high school football coach there at Pedal, Marcus Bulls. And Coach Bulls, thanks for taking time for the podcast this evening. Hey, appreciate it. I really enjoy being on. Coach, let's look at uh, the season that you're having currently. 10-1, and 7-0 and district uh, record earns y'all a one seed coming into the playoffs. Of course, you'll face Biloxi. But kind of tell us how y'all got there, Coach. Uh, a 10-1 record, certainly stout, even stouter, that 7-0 and district record. How did the Panthers get out to this 10-1 and mark? <laughs> yep, just uh, I think had a lot of senior leadership. Uh, we had a lot of kids that uh, played last year. And, of course, we finished 6-7 and seven last year. And uh, we kind of got on a roll late in the year and got to rolling a little bit, but uh, just didn't have a great season, um, but had a lot of guys returning from that team, and so just uh, great senior leadership this time. And then, you know, those a few games, I'll be honest, just could have gone either way. And, at the you know, last-second field goal, uh, held a two-point conversion against Pearl, last-second field goal against Brandon. So things like that just uh, had a little luck, and our kids just persevered also. Coach, you're certainly a guy who has won a lot of football games, a lot of big games, numerous uh, state championships. Uh, when you look at coming out of a region that is as tough as, as your region has been of late, how does that prepare you for a playoff run? I, I think I think our district prepares us really, really well. I think, you know, we've been in uh, big ball games at home, been in big ball games on the road. Uh, we've had to come from behind to win. We've had to hold on to win. Uh, you know, we've had to play a full four quarters almost every Friday night in our district, and so I think it just prepares us. And, and we've seen a little bit of everything. We've seen teams that try to play smash mouth with us, and then we've seen teams that spread it out and want to throw it all over the field. So I think just being able to see those different offenses and defensively, uh, you know, in our league, our league defenses, we got guys that can run. They go play sound defense and got a lot of athletes on that side of the ball in our district. So I think it prepares us for the playoffs. Coach, you mentioned smash mouth even in your answer there. Uh, you look at this pedal club this year, y'all have been uh, pretty good there on the ground, over 2,700 yards rushing uh, the football at about 250 uh, per game. You're back in this offense and then the line, the way that they've been able to move people. Kind of describe to us, Coach, y'all's rushing success. Yeah, we're, we're kind of an inside-outside zone and a little power mixed in. And uh, our offensive line has gotten better uh, every Friday night. That's where we didn't have a lot of guys back, and so they've gotten better throughout the season. Of course, we had a 1,000-yard rusher back in Mike McGowan, and he has really stepped his game up this year, so he's having a great season for us. And then the backup to that is Rashad Hanford, who's also played some receiver. 
and just a really, really good athlete, and they complement each other very well. But I, I tell you, the key the last uh, three or four weeks has been we've been able to uh, throw the ball a lot better, and so I think we've had probably eight touchdown passes in the last three games, I believe. So that has really helped open up our offense a lot. <laughs> Coach, a guy like yourself that has uh, has been at this and has put some skins on the wall, is there a blueprint or a formula when it gets uh, this time of year, some things that as you look at it as the head coach, boy, we need to check at least these two boxes to kind of go on a run. I mean, is there is there something you really look at, Coach, or is it different every year? No, I think it always will come down. you got to protect the football. Uh, you know, you, you, you've just got to win that turnover battle. And then I think you've got to tackle really, really well. Uh, and then I think you can't give up big plays. And that, that can be, you know, either on defense or in special teams. I, to me, that's the three things. If you if you protect the football, uh, you know, tackle well on defense and, and uh, not give up big plays on defense or special teams, I think you've got a chance to uh, every Friday night. Once again, we're joined by Pedal uh, Panther High School football coach Marcus Bowles here on the Heron Ford Hotline. And, Coach, you 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 face up with Biloxi, uh, the first round of the of the Sits A South State playoffs. But you look in how you look at this bracket going up. It's possible you win this one Friday. You facing maybe another in district team if if that all comes out. How is it when you face these teams once already in the district, but then you match them or meet them up in the playoffs for another time? How hard is it? To uh, to beat that team for a second time, y'all both know each other. Y'all both had the privilege yeah. of seeing each other regular season, but then you, it's always hard to beat somebody twice in a season. Well, it is, and uh, you know, I think uh, as a coach and as a as a team, we really have to focus on the looks, as you well know. But and so I think sometimes if if you don't sell that to your team, hey, let's take care of business this week, then sometimes the kids get to looking at that bracket also, and they get to. Kind of thought, oh, we're gonna get Brandon next week. We beat him by a field goal last time. What's gonna happen? You know, so I think though, facing a team the second time is uh, extremely tough, especially if you won, because uh, you know they go do some things differently. You're gonna do some things differently. Uh, and uh, some people say, well, they've got all the you know momentum or, or, or whatever you want to call it because they lost the first time. I, I don't know. I think I think sometimes that's overrated. I think sometimes it's. Uh, Whoever won has all the confidence because they've already beat, you know, already beaten that team one time. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I think you, you just go out and play your ball, and, and you know what I tell our kids all the time: just uh, you know, do what we do, and uh, we can't control anybody else. All we can do is control pedal, make sure we're controlling ourselves. Coach, when you look at um, the job you currently have and uh, retired, and then came back uh, to this job, the question I'm getting to, Coach. Coming from Wayne County, the success you had there, now being at Pedal, both of your last two stops there are certainly crazy about football and good facilities really get behind those programs. How much of those those two communities uh, meant to you, Coach? Oh, they're uh, very special. Uh, Wayne County, <clears throat> talking about them first, just a special time. The 12 years I got to spend there was uh, just very, very special. Uh, my two girls were raised there, and, and we just had some great times. We have great friends that we stay in contact with there. Um, a lot of great guys that I got to coach and, and uh, assistant coaches I got to work with. And so just a uh, just a great experience. I mean, just a, a community <clears throat> that 
excuse me, that loves football, loves athletics, and, and it was just special. And then moving to pedal, the same thing. I, I you know, I think uh, what what is really special about pedal is they want to be good in everything, and and they really back you. Obviously, we're the number one school district in the state again this year, and so academically, just great, great, great teachers, great administrators, and then and then also. Uh, you know, our fine arts, our band, our show choir, and all that, man, just really, really good in that. And you get the athletics, and we're really good there. And so, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it's just a special place, I think. But it starts with our administration. It really does. And uh, I, I talk to some people across the state, and, you know, their administration doesn't back them like my administration backs us here. And so it's just a, it's a very special. Coach, do you think, I mean, you've been around this for a while. You think it dawns on the kids there at Pedal, the facilities, uh, the the stuff that they have, exactly how special they may have it in that setting? I, I think I think it does. I think when we go on the road and, and they see, you know, some of the other places where we dress and, and things like that, and I think, and then when these guys we have that go on and play, you know, junior college ball, and they come back and say, golly, our facilities at Pedal are better than, whatever junior college they're at and uh you know so i think it's uh i think our kids understand that and we try to take pride in that and, I, and i'm very appreciative of that coach we record this podcast out of picayune but we we follow popperville each and every friday night but being based mm-hmm. here in picayune of course dodley uh before oh, his yeah. season uh, announced that it would be his final year as a coach and i know y'all have had several uh, battles there picayune and wayne county history do you kind of take a peek at what uh, some of the other storylines are, and, and what Picayune uh, put on Dodley's final year, eleven and zero, going into the playoffs. So you kind of take a peek, and any of those games kind of stand out to you against Coach Lee. Oh, oh yeah, man. You know, Coach Lee and I battled uh, a lot of times when I was at Wayne County. Sometimes it was within the district game, sometimes in the playoffs game, and uh, and you knew that when you played Coach Lee's teams that. Uh, you better have your chin strap buckled on because it's going to be a physical game. And uh, his guys are not going to beat themselves. And, you you know, like I talked about a while ago, you better not turn the ball over. You better make sure you can tackle. You better not give up any big plays. And uh, and Coach Lee, man, just have a tremendous amount of respect for him and the, and what he's done at Picayune, the uh, legacy he's going to leave behind. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I know I wouldn't want to follow him at Picayune. I don't know who will get that job, but good luck. Because I know I wouldn't want to – I would not want to follow him down there. <laughs> Coach Bulls, if we're fortunate enough to visit with you in four or five weeks from now, and uh, y'all have had a chance to go right down the road, really there at the Rock, and we talk. I know you've yeah. kind of given the the top three that you look at, but uh, when you look inside your team, some things that y'all need to do uh, well over this stretch or keep improving, maybe it's throwing the football or things that you've mentioned, but maybe one or two things that if y'all are – fortunate enough to make it to that state championship and make that run things that you look at and say well we probably had to do these couple things yeah i think uh always if you make a state championship run any any team i've been a part of you have a little luck along the way mm. the ball bounces your way you know for whatever reason or our team makes an uncharacteristic mistake that normally they don't ever make but uh, i think for us uh i think on offenses, it'll start with our offensive line. If they can, you know, give us a chance to run the football and protect the quarterback, I think we have a chance to score points. And then defensively, I think it goes back to not giving up any big plays. I think if we can do that on defense, uh, you know, we will have a chance to be very successful. Coach, we certainly appreciate stealing some time here on your Tuesday night. Thanks for joining us.
Hey, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Hey, folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Ramey's Marketplace is a family tradition starting back in the early 1950s. Ramey seeks to give families a high-quality product at a reasonable price. Ramey's promises to provide products that exceed the freshest standards in all perishable items. Their motto is, you've got quality in the bag. Stop by and shop at Ramey's today, located at 100 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Ramey's is the official marketplace of the Poplarville Hornets. We're fired up to have Coach Pinnock on the podcast tonight off of historic playoff win for the past Christian Pirates. Coach, thanks for taking time for the podcast. Hey, ain't no problem, man. It's good to be on. Coach, let's go back a week and look at that win, man. That's, uh, as I said, historic uh, playoff victory over Purvis, 35-20. to 20. How exciting uh, for you personally and then uh, for this program was that win? Uh, it was tremendously exciting. I tell you, and I mean, I got here, and um, that was a big motivating factor for us to go through the spring and the summer and all that. Is to do something that you've never done, you got to work like you never have. And um, you know, I, I felt like I felt like that uh, our kids really embraced that possibility as as a fact, and that we could actually get it done. And you know, they just worked as hard as they possibly could, and did a lot of things that have never really been asked of them, and they just they went in guns blazing, so uh, I'm just really super excited for for us as a first, as a first year in the program and seeing some validation. It'll help us in the future, and then also for the kids that just bought in 100. percent You know, sometimes you don't have that as a first year coach. You get some some pullback from you know previous regimes or whatever, and but our guys just like they bought in, man, and they did everything we could ask them to do, and so it was good to see them get some of that get some of that success out of the way. Coach, you've mentioned it's your first year there. When you were an offensive coordinator at Clinton, won a state uh, championship there. When when you saw this job flash wherever it flashed, uh, what intrigued you about uh, this past Christian job that you'd pursue it? Well, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't know just a ton about it, but um, you know, I, I was getting into the point of my career where I was uh, I was taking a head coaching job with kind of my next step and and i did some research on past christian and and in the past they'd always kind of obviously hadn't been very good in football and um but doing through and talking to people and people i knew around the area and various different things they'd always been pretty decent in track and they'd always been pretty good in basketball and had a history and you know when when you're good in those kinds of things you have good athletes running around the school and um and i had a contact within the committee um, in the, during the hiring process, so I came down and and checked it out. And when I when I got on my interview and did all that, that's when I really fell in love with the place. And I thought that they could do a whole lot of things because you know I, I, a job to be successful has to have a few components, you know, that just has to have. And I felt like that those things just could mesh well, and I could see the future of what it could be. And um, you know, that's I just fell in love with it from that standpoint. And then. You know, luckily they offered me the job and accepted it. And it's been it's been great ever since, really. 
Coach, that offense that uh, obviously you come from an offensive coordinator position at Clinton to head coach, the offense is going to be uh, your bread and butter. And, and boy, y'all throwing it around some there. The Allison kid, a senior's <laughs> had a huge year. Tell us about this offense, Coach. Well, you know, I mean, uh, one of the misconceptions of it really is that everybody thinks we're slinging the ball around all over the place. Well, I mean, if you go and look at it, we have ran the ball about four less times than we have actually thrown it. And, um, you know, but what we're trying to do, we're going we're gonna to be, a, we're going to run an inside zone, you know, triple option type uh, offense. But what we do instead of the true pull and pitch type deal is we're running, we're running throw concepts off of, off of the zone read. And, you know, like Dustin, I think has thrown 34 touchdown passes this season. Um, Nine of them have been off of called run plays. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, where he's throwing the ball down the field, pulling off the inside zone. And, you know, a lot of that, we have a lot of playmakers that uh, guys, some of our better athletes are out wide. And um, it's just getting them involved in our run game and getting them in, in spaces and one-on-one matchups and being able to create lanes for them to run through and do all that stuff. And, you know, it's all that's just basically – everything's counting on numbers, you know, and if they stack the box, then we're going to push the ball vertical and Dustin's allowed us to do that. And uh, if they uh, they try to take away the deep ball or they try to take away the pass game and, and commit to split safety defenses, then we've been good enough good enough up front to where we can, uh, can, can take advantage of it through the middle. And so what you described there, Coach, it's your first year. He's a senior quarterback in Allison. So his learning curve uh, – are his smarts, he's got to be there with you on that, and he's had to uh, certainly probably make some adjustments to you and your staff. Uh, got to be a smart kid, huh? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've installed this offense probably whew, about four different places, and um, and typically through through just doing it, the, uh, it takes – it takes the quarterback a little while because we're also a multiple tempo offense and we try to go pretty fast and all that stuff. And there's a lot of, we ask a lot of the quarterback to make decisions pre-snap and post-snap. And so usually it's a little bit of a learning curve at times, but um, he has just been, he surprised me even, I guess. And I guess I kind of really noticed it in the spring when some things that we would normally struggle with during install he wasn't struggling with and so just his aptitude for football and and learning what it is that we're trying to do and being able to pick it up and pick it up really quickly and it's, and it's obviously a thing he hasn't done very much um with his skill set but he has adopted it and he did a great job you know i think last year just looking at reviewing tape he was probably about 215 pounds you know just a big kid wasn't in great shape and he came to work this summer after right after spring ball and got his body. He dropped about 20 pounds, which allowed him to run some of this zone read. Now, while nobody's ever going to accuse him of being a three-foot runner, it has been able to – I mean, he broke, he broke a 50-yarder off, I think, against Bankley off of his own read and split the, split the defense and was gone, took it to the house. And, you know, I don't think he had been able to do that in the past. And just committing his body, committing his mind, committing his ability to be able to – work on some of his fundamentals have, I think, allowed, been able to allow us to do the things we've been able to do offensively. 
Well, Coach, what about White and Moffitt out wide uh, for you guys? How smart have they made him uh, look and then also you look as well? Oh, man, they, I'll tell you this. They, uh, those are the two peas in a pod, really. Um, our team calls them the twins. They, just, they all are always pushing each other, ragging on each other. If I caught a touchdown pass and he didn't catch a touchdown pass, he's going to hear about it, that kind of thing. They're um, – they're just two great players. They they have unbelievable ball skills. They are extremely quick twitch, and they're, so they're very difficult to cover. And um, they do a really good job of finding space within our offense. We have a couple of adjustments on various different stems and our in our route trees and whatnot. That that if they see space, they can stop in it and and do a good job with that. And sometimes high school receivers struggle. Uh, learning that, you know, very, very early on. But they picked it up really quickly. And um, I think you've seen yeah, – I think you've seen from that standpoint when teams are trying to stop the run on us, it's, 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 a, it's, a, pretty, uh, it's a pretty good mismatch from, from our standpoint most of the time with uh, having those two guys singled up. And then having those two guys on either side has also been able to open up the run game for us just because people are so worried about them. Once again, we're joined by Blake Pinnock the past Christiane Pirates head football coach here on the Heron Ford Hotline. And, Coach, I'm going to uh, – you know, you're talking about your team this year and, you, you know, you, you had that historic win with the playoffs last week. But I'm going to talk about the whole program in itself. I have a, a, a son, a young man, in the, the Pro Over Central Blue Devils program, uh, eighth grade program, and, and I, had, I got a chance to see that eighth grade past Christiane team. And, you know, talk about the, the whole program as a whole. You come in as a first-year head coach, you're implementing your system all the way down and getting the coaches involved and, and, and you know, running your offense. And I seen a young man for past Christiane that was throwing the football for the eighth grade team. So your program as a whole looks bright as these, these young men are moving up in grades. Yeah, we're doing we're doing it from the seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way through obviously JV and varsity and, and stuff, and we're embracing this. This is what this is what we're going to be about, and this is what we're going to do um, as a football program moving forward. And you know, our guys are. I think it's exciting for our uh, for our players. You know, the the more the opportunity. That's the thing about it is, you know, the more plays we get to run, the more people we try to get the ball to. That's the more people involved. You know, and the more people have fun doing that. So. It's just one of those things that the big the term I always use for this type of offense is basketball on grass. Hmm. And I mean that's it's just we wanna we wanna have fun doing it and use space the way we can, but there's a there's a point to it and we have to be able to execute it. And so that's why we started really early on so that, that by the time they get to the varsity level we'll be able to execute it because you can run the spread, but if you don't know what you're doing running the spread it ends up being pointless. So, um they do a really good job of that, but our players come to us really good i mean they come to us being able to play football we have an exceptional uh recreation league uh here in the past and they do a really good job with those guys just teaching them the base fundamentals and knowing how to play football and then when we get to them in the seventh and eighth grade they already have a good understanding of what we're doing and we just kind of keep growing on that by the hopefully by the time that they'll get to us then we should be we should be ready to roll Coach, you mentioned a basketball on grass, a way to uh, describe this offense. What would Cam Akers what, – what type of position would he be in that, <laughs> in that type of setup, a power forward? 
<laughs> man, I, he'd be the utility player. Man. He'd be the forward, the center, the, power, the point guard, just the guy that you want to try to get the ball mm. in the hands of all the time. I mean, he was uh, he was an exceptional player in this offense. He was obviously able to do all the things that we asked him to do because a lot of people was underrated on his passing ability. That guy could absolutely sling it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he threw his senior year, he threw for over 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns for us in this offense on top of running for 2,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. So, I mean, it, it was it was he was an unbelievable player once in a lifetime. I, I Hopefully I will, but I probably will never get <laughs> another one like him. <laughs> we, were, we were there the night y'all won that state championship. Mm-hmm. We were going to – uh, cover Popperville in the in the game the next day, and so we had the pleasure of seeing y'all in person, man. And to walk up on him in uniform, I was like, "Good lord, yeah, man! It's the the real deal right here." <laughs> he is a truck, and I'm talking about the ultimate leader. I mean, just the guy that you wanted to put on a podium and let him represent your program and everything it was about. It was uh, he's he's. He's gonna, he deserves everything he gets. He is a phenomenal person and a player. Coach, when you have that type of success as a coordinator, how does that help you know what it takes uh, potentially as a head coach and, and what it takes to build uh, to get to that level as a program? Well, I'll tell you this. You know, I had obviously the opportunity to work under some good, some good head coaches and see how it's done, being done the right way. And, you know, I knew early on – you know, in my career that I wanted to be a head coach. Now, whether I ever would be, I didn't ever knew that, but I wanted to be one. So I took I took notes and lessons and just mental – I always would jot down little mental notes from every, every guy I worked for. And, um, you know, the last, the last head coach I worked for, Judd Boswell at Clinton, he did a tremendous job with me just allowing me and putting me in positions to – take on more leadership roles and, and training me to be a head coach and to, and to not just be the guy in title, but to when I'm there, I want to be, I'll know how to be successful doing it, handling kids and the extra, the extra things that you don't always get to see, you know, on the football field and whatnot. And so just, just doing that and, 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 being able to handle the day-to-days and knowing how to motivate in different ways because not every, not every kid is the same, you know. And so just doing those types of things and going through that going through that process has been, been a tremendous help for me, and I credit a lot of that to him. Cool stuff. And, Coach, um, you get to celebrate a historic win. And, look, we follow, as we've mentioned a couple times probably throughout this podcast, and uh, as the listeners know, we're the Friday night radio crew for Popperville. And so we've been keeping a close eye on y'all, but also on the team y'all are going to face uh, this Friday in South Pike. So you got to celebrate that, and then I don't know uh, when you popped on that old huddle machine, but what's South Pike like, my man? Yeah, well, I mean, so, uh, yeah, we we, turned, we, flipped, we flipped the page pretty quick and uh, got to South Pike, and they, uh, they catch your attention pretty fast. They are – they are fast. They are physical. They are incredibly athletic. Um, they do a good job of the scrimmage, but uh, you know, offensively for them, they can they can pretty much take it to the house at any point if you don't tackle well. Um, you know, and defensively, they do a good just, they just do a good job with um, their scheme, and they're pretty sound and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, they're they're they're. Um, 
they're pretty athletic. They're fast. And so, Coach, I mean, the way that y'all scheme and toss it around, really when you look at the way that football is going, what y'all do is, is more kind of the, the norm, so to speak. But when you get in the pockets of 4A football, you can still come across teams that really haven't seen what y'all will do. When you look at – because Popperville takes on North Pike, that region, is, is this something that South Pike has seen or will this be something kind of new to them on Friday night? Um. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be something new. They. They won't. Have, they won't have seen a team that has done it the way we've done it. Um, North Pike is pretty similar. We played them earlier in the year. They have a quarterback that is uh, is a running guy, but he can he can throw it around a little. Um. But they're going to be. They're going to be majority on the ground game. Uh. So no, they haven't seen a team do it the way that we've done it. So that'll be a challenge for them. <laughs> But our biggest key will be able to be run. Will be running the football early on, just to be able to keep them from being able to drop so many people into coverage and and dedicate so many to our run game. But that'll that'll be the biggest key for us is being able to run the football early and having success. And then our play action over the middles will be able to take it for some explosive plays. I believe. Coach, we wish you uh, success uh, Friday night, man, and congratulations again on that historic win. Uh, coming from Central Mississippi, how have you enjoyed the Gulf Coast, man? Oh, I love, I love it. I don't know who loves it more, me and my wife. Um, yeah, she'll, she, she's never going to want to leave. I don't think. <laughs> but it is, it has been, it has been everything I was, I thought it would be. I didn't know exactly. How it would I didn't know exactly how it would be. A little nervous about it when I first came down. Um, never been down this way really, other than just visiting family and friends. But it is uh it's been exciting, it's been great to have, it's been very relaxing. I know, especially during the off season, but <clears throat> it's uh we love living down here. Yeah, the pass is a cool spot in this world, man. So we mm -hmm. we wish you continued success and thank you, man. I know it's game week and this time's valuable. We appreciate you letting us steal some of your time this evening. No, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Coach. All right, man.